Thanks for listening to the Lunch and Learn with Dr. Barry, here to help educate, motivate, and put you on the right path to take control of your health through weekly discussions on topics in the medical field, public health arena, and in your community. And now your host, Dr. Barry. And welcome to another episode of the Lunch and Learn with Dr. Barry. I'm your host, Dr. Barry Perry, your favorite board-certified internist, founder of drbarrypierre.com, as well as the CEO of PR Medical Consulting, helping you empower yourself for better health with the number one podcast for patient advocacy, affirmation, and education. This week, we bring you Dr. Sam Price. She is a naturopathic physician. She's actually our first naturopathic physician on the show, and I'm so excited. Um, she is well sought after for her knowledge and mastery of blood type science and blood type diet and how this integrates into the field of epigenetics and nutrigenomics. I kind of said this uh, on previous podcast episodes where the future of medicine is going Everything is going to be individualized, right? Like we're not going to have this cookie cutter approach on how to treat blood pressure, diabetes, cholesterol, you know, weight gain, depression. We're not going to have a cookie cutter approach. And Dr. Sam gives us some great insight on how she uses individualized treatment plans for all of her patients. She's going to bless us with the seven naturopathic secrets to transform your health today. Uh, This was a phenomenal conversation. I cannot wait uh, for you guys to uh, check out uh, this week's episode. Like always, make sure you subscribe to the podcast. Leave us a five-star review. And um, she's going to give some great gems towards the end of the show. So make sure you stay to the end of the show. Make sure you have your pen and paper or just check out the description notes so you can find out where you can find and follow uh, Dr. Sam as well. And leave us a five-star review, especially if you're on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. So, you guys, let's get ready for another amazing episode here on the Lunch and Learn with Dr. Barry. Today's podcast is sponsored by the Lunch and Learn Community Merchandise Store. Living out the motto, empower yourself for better health. And for the thanks of being a devoted podcast listener, I'm going to give you opportunity to save 10% off today's purchase using the coupon code EMPOWER10. Go to shop.drbarepierre.com. Use the coupon code EMPOWER10, all one word. You will save 10% off your entire purchase. Remember, 50% of all proceeds are donated to the Five Star Scholarship Foundation, which is a nonprofit organization giving out scholarships for high school students. This week, I am blessed and honored uh, to have a friend, a fellow medical mogul. You know I talk about medical moguls here all the time uh, on our show and just within our series and we have Dr. Sam, who is going to really bless us. Uh, and guys, again, you know, I, I typically bring, you know, specialized guests for you guys to learn. But I'm going to be doing just as much learning as well, too, even as, as an osteopathic physician. You know, I you know I typically have to answer questions, what is osteopathic medicine? And like, she's actually my first naturopathic physician. So I'm just excited. I'm going to grill her. Not grill her, but I'm, you know, I'm, I'm going to get... Uh, nitty-nitty questions and obviously we're gonna you know make sure you know we provide you know uh, some some needed education information here for lunch learning community so again dr sam thank you for taking time to uh you know bless our community uh you know this day Woohoo! i am so excited to be here with you dr pierre i am so blessed i'm so honored i know you've had some big wigs on here and i'm like what little me i get to come on i'm so super psyched so thanks for having me so uh, before we kind of get into nitty-gritty and just you know really you kind of spilling the secrets on you know, the, the naturopathic secrets, right? Like who is Dr. Sam in case this is the first time, you know, so someone's turned in to, to my episode or first time they listen to you. 
So I'm a wife and a mom, and those are two separate jobs from being a naturopathic physician. Oh, 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 yes. My wife reminds reminds me all the time. (laughs) The mom thing is a whole different thing because I actually had to stay home and homeschool. So I have a new respect for teachers. I always did, but now it's something totally on a whole new level, right? Um, So I went to Xavier University in Louisiana um, because it was number one in placing minorities in medical school. Um, while I was there, I worked multiple jobs and one of them was at pizza hut. I was a shift manager and I would, I don't know if you guys know this, but anybody who's worked like a service industry, like that, like a fast food restaurant, you get tired of that food. You think that it's great in college. Like, oh my gosh, I'm going to get this free food on the food in college. Right. Well, yeah, pizza gets tiring. (laughs) You work it every day. So I would drive through Smoothie King and get a smoothie every day when I was working my shifts. Well, one of the days I got so incredibly violently ill, um, had to pull over and finally made it home. And I was sick for like a week and I'm a type A personality. So if I don't show up at school or work or something like that, people like, wait, wait, what's going on? So my friends came to check on me and they insisted that I go to the hospital, got diagnosed, took some pills, wasn't getting better. So my mom called in the Calvary, which was my aunt and my aunt. I remember she came in my apartment. I had on the same gray shirt that says Xavier. It probably smelled because I was so tired. I couldn't even take a shower. And I think I hadn't taken a shower in like a week. Me being from Atlanta, right? I was like, Southern hospitality, would you like a glass of water? Because I hadn't gone shopping or anything. Um, She said, okay. We both drank a sip of the water. And I remember projectile vomiting. And my aunt was like, oh, no, we got to go. And I was like, no, let me go take a shower. She's like, no, no, we got to go. So she almost had to carry me to the car. I was like, I'm okay. I'm okay. You know what I mean? So she took me in the car. Um, We went to the hospital and literally the doctor from like probably four feet away was like, you have hepatitis. I was like, excuse me, sir, I'm not promiscuous and I don't do drugs. So I hadn't gotten to the area of my learning to understand that there was something called hepatitis A and hepatitis A is is fecal born, right? And it is self-limiting. So my drinking those smoothies, I was the third diagnosed case in New Orleans that year from where they had a bad batch of strawberries that came in, right? Wow. wow. Yes. Okay. <laughs> yes. Wow. So um, basically I had to kind of wait it out and I was a little disappointed. I wanted to be a cardiac surgeon and I was like, there's no pill. There's nothing y'all can do for me. I have to go to school. I think I was in my junior year. You know, if you're pre-med, that's a big year, right? I was like, yeah, no, this is not working for me. So I literally is also contagious. So I had to be quarantined in my aunt's house. Luckily she had an upstairs apartment. My mom sent me a book and I had nothing else to do. I literally slept for like 15 hours of the day because I had chronic fatigue and I was just exhausted. But when I had a chance, I would read this book and it had herbs. I understood that this was a liver issue. So they had some herbs and other things that I could do. And my aunt obliged me and got them. So within about two weeks, they had told me I was going to be down for anywhere from three to nine months, three to nine months. I was out for the rest of the school year. Yeah. The rest of the school year, I had it pretty bad because the chronic fatigue was pretty bad for me. So I did these herbs. I felt amazing in two weeks and begged to go back to the gastroenterologist. So the gastroenterologist was like, oh, you're fine. I was like, yeah, I can't wait to tell you what I did. 
and they poo pooed it for me being young. And I said, well, even when I was young, just two weeks ago, you told me that I had three to nine months to do this, right? So I got cleared to go back to school and it just got me to thinking like, no, I don't know about this. I think I might have a different path that I might choose. My father was diagnosed with multiple sclerosis at the same time his cousin was diagnosed and he chose to go to an MD, ND. So MD medical doctor. ND is naturopathic doctor. I'm an NMD, a naturopathic medical doctor. So my mom and my dad chose that route. I grew up with naturopathic medicine and didn't even realize it. And so when they were diagnosed at the same time, my father was in remission for 15 years and his cousin was deceased within three years using conventional. So I think that there is a place for both And I think that I'm probably more integrative, which is kind of in the middle. So I tend to bridge conventional and alternative medicine to transform illness into wellness. Now, was that something, especially because you say you kind of grew up in it, but didn't even realize it. Was that something that like was the conversation really not kind of never came up as far as especially with your father or was it just because what he knew, what he was used to. So he didn't even realize it was like anything different. I think that it was because that's just how it was in my household. So I just assumed that this is how things go. So in thinking about that, my new thing that I talk to my patients about is health as a legacy. We think about health right now. We think about legacy as money. Yeah. As money and property and all that kind of stuff. Well, how about you think about health as a legacy? If you bring your children up knowing about fruits and different vegetables and bok choy and all these other things that everybody's like, what is that? Right. You bring them up understanding about food as medicine. Right. And you bring them up knowing that you have to get your screenings done on time, that you have to go to the doctor you have to see the dentist, that mental health is just as important as your physical health, then they pass it down to their children and their children. And that is a legacy. I think that health is your wealth. You can have all the properties and money you want, but you can't enjoy them if you're not healthy. Oh, I mean, the amount amount of patients I take care of that wish, right? Like regardless how much they wish they could, you know, walk again, wish they could, you know, play again, wish they could do all those things that, you know, their money can't, you know, you know, buy for them, right? Because Correct. they're not as healthy as they So I, I definitely agree with that. Correct. Don't get me on my soapbox. <laughs> so. so you're, so you're at this point where you, you, you realize that, you know what, I, I may, I may be diverting from my initial path. Correct. Cause so you were, you were initially pre-med now, and I guess, especially, you know, kind of going back to your father, like, Knowing that he was going to uh, a physician who was also had nat- naturopathic medicine certified as well, um, w- was it still like, oh, I'm just gonna, you know, I'll just be, you know, the MD? Like, was that still the thinking, or it wasn't really until like this kind of happened? I didn't realize kinda... I I didn't realize that it was a naturopathic physician. Wow. I just thought oh, it was okay. a regular physician. I didn't realize mm-hmm. that there was a naturopathic physician. So in the back of that book where I was telling you guys that I was reading and I found the herbs and whatnot in the back of the book, it talks about a couple of different schools that give this actual medical degree in naturopathic medicine. There are only a couple. There's one in Washington, California, um, Arizona, uh, Connecticut, but it's going away and Portland, Oregon, and one in uh, Illinois. 
Those are the only schools that actually give the degree. There's some that are like online degrees and they call themselves a naturopathic doctor, but they are not. They don't have the clinical experience. And that's a whole nother topic for another episode because patients need to be aware that their doctor may not be a physician. Does that make sense? Oh, yeah. Okay. (laughs) I know your I know your audience. I'm like, I just want to be clear. 100%. So you're at this point where you're you're starting to diverge, right? Like you read this book, you clearly, clearly uh, you learn, right? Because like it helps. Yes. And and so what's that path like when you say, you know what, like this is like the route I'm going. And more importantly, especially because I, because I know first, especially because I know the way pre-meds work, like when when you're talking to, you know, friends and family. Oh, that was crazy. That was crazy. <laughs> and, and they say, like, you were like, oh, I'm going this route here. Like, what was that like experience? So that's probably why I didn't go for four years. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. um, so Carmichael, um, for those of you guys who know, he was the pre-med advisor at Xavier University for a really long time. Um, I told him about this whole naturopathic thing. And he's like, that's quackery. And you're going to have to live in California. And you're going to wear Birkenstocks all the time. And wow. <laughs> smoke weed. You know what I mean? So that kind of deterred me. Um, and I was just, I was burnt out and I was tired. I still had fatigue in my senior year. So my mom actually suggested that I just become a flight attendant because I just wanted to travel for a while. And I did, I got hired on the spot for AirTran and I was a flight attendant for four years and I applied to naturopathic medical school, got accepted, but kept deferring. And finally on my last deferral, they were like, you're either going to come or we're going to make you redo the process. And I was like, I'll be there in August. (laughs) I'll be there in August. (laughs) (laughs) Now, now, was it, was it at a point where you're like, kind of tired of doing the air travel thing and it just no. kind of like, or it was just like like no. hey you don't go now you're coming <laughs> yeah I love traveling yeah it was just the best like I was a supervisor um I was a grievance rep like I was pretty high up I had seniority so I was mm-hmm. having a good time so you so you make that career shift and and kind of here you are you're like all right like I'm I'm, I'm about to do this uh, was there any things that even 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 though you, you kind of knew of it that you you had to you were like, wow, I didn't realize like it was this in depth when you, while you were in the, the training? Yes. So um, I knew that it was a not traditional medical school, but I knew that the work was rigorous. Um, the first two years of naturopathic medical school are the exact same as any traditional MD school. So we do the anatomy and the physiology and all of that ologies, just like any other school. Um, We have to do board exams after the first two years. So basic science boards, just like you guys. Um, And then we have to do clinical boards after the fourth year in order for us to be licensed. Right. And so my roommate, oh God, it's, it's bad. (laughs) So, um, I spent all my time studying. I'm not that I'm, I'm a super type A personality and yes, I'm smart, but I have to work really hard at it. So I had to study all the time. Whereas some people can read the book and they just get it. I have to reread oftentimes. So I'm constantly learning, constantly researching, constantly reminding myself of things. Um, I had great study buddies. 
Um, and we studied all the time. We opened borders. I don't know if y'all remember borders, but we opened borders and we closed borders on the weekends for real. So you know, you I know, was, it's so funny. I went to, I went, I went to borders the other day and like, and, and I, I, I caught myself wondering like, I wonder if people still like come here. Like I didn't like, yeah. Yeah, like it's because you know, especially with technology and Amazon, click a button, mm-hmm. open your hand. Like I, like it was definitely fair. So right when you said open borders, I'm like, oh yeah, I know that. I know, I know that vibe. Borders is a bookstore. And so for Christmas, people would give me gift certificates to Borders because I literally spent my life in there and I would get tea and snacks in there and stuff like that because we stayed all day long. Um, It was way more intense. I I realized that medical school was going to be hard, but way more intense. I had um, my my roommate for part of the time was an MD from um, uh, Chicago. Um, who was practicing, who decided he wanted, he was Indian and decided that he wanted to veer more towards the side of naturopathic. And so they allowed him to test out of basic sciences, but he had to do the last two years because that's where we veer off. That's where we start learning more about nutrition as medicine or nutrigenomics, which is what my residency was in. Um, We learned more about homeopathy. We learned more of the um, nutritional biochemistry, which I think definitely kind of separates us from the conventional world. It's more about the biochemistry of how does, so for example, calcium and potassium, if calcium is high to potassium, it looks like hypothyroidism, but it might not be actually your thyroid, right? And then how vitamin D actually suppresses potassium. So if they're taking vitamin D, that makes that ratio even worse, right? Or for example, thyroid conversion syndrome. So if your TSH is fine, but then your T4 is high and your T3 is low, that means there's a selenium deficiency because T4 is converted to T3 using Mm -hmm. selenium. It's a biochemistry thing. So we're super, super trained in biochemistry, medical nutritional biochemistry, right? And I love that because, and I've I've said this before on the show as well too, is that my training as as a physician, like literally, I, I wish I was joking. Like we had like a two week module, right? That, that talked about nutrition, like literally two weeks, but somehow I am like tasked to like take care of patients nutrition, you know, when I'm an outpatient, like it's, it's, it's it's mind boggling. And I I always heart back on it um, that, you know, I, I, especially those who like really go in, I really respect it because I know for a fact I had, I got two weeks y'all and I don't even, I don't even remember who was even teaching that two weeks, I can't remember as a dietitian. I don't even know what that, you know, professional person was actually teaching me. But like, how, 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 how is it possible that I could learn everything I needed to learn for all of my patients? In two in weeks, right. Two weeks? Correct. I can't, I can't do it. So in every single class, neurology, pulmonology, cardiology, you name it, we got nutrition. Everything went back to biochem and nutrition. Every mm-hmm. single subject had it in there. So um, it's just, I find that like, I'm not about to do heart surgery. I know my lane. I'm not trying to do that. I'm going to refer you, right? Um, Whereas if you need nutrigenomics, epigenetics, I mean, I really concentrate on the genetics and customizing and personalized medicine. So, So going back after I graduated, I was 
um, on the student council. I was very active in my school. I was the student rep for Metagenics, which is a nutrigenomics or a nutraceutical company. So I know about supplements really, really well. I had my own supplement line because I worked in that industry. I know the back end of it. I know how important it is sometimes to supplement. That's not my main thing. I think that if you think about building a house, right, you have the foundation, right? The foundation is what makes that house work. And then you can build the walls however you want to. You can paint them whatever color you want to, and you can put the furniture in. So the foundation to me are a couple of things, food, sleep, hydration, and mindset, food, sleep, hydration, and mindset. And so my residency was done really in nutrigenomics and epigenetics. So when I graduated, the president of my school, um, Peter Diadama, who's the author of Eat Right for Your Type, which is the blood type diet, was looking for a resident. And the president of my school at the time is a good friend of his. And so he asked him about it. He said, hey, we're thinking about having a resident. What do you think? He's like, I have the perfect person for you. So there was my residency. So I went to Connecticut and I did a residency with the world-renowned New York Times bestselling author um, of Eat Right for Your Type. So I have a mastery in blood type science. And the blood type science is really about lectins and how those lectins or those proteins that are on food associate and they they attach to the sugars that are on our blood types and why that's important. So it, it, it affects blood type can affect allergies. It can affect your aging profile. It can affect arthritis, cancer, cardiovascular issues, diabetes, fatigue, menopause, weight loss, weight gain, um, your mental aspect. So it affects everything because if you think about the fact that 80% of your immune system is held in your gut, your food is important yes. and food is medicine, wow. right? How long, so, how long was this residency? My residency was two years. Wow. Okay. And so I did part, is, of my res- part of my yeah. residency was done at Jamaica Hospital in Queens, New York too, but the mo- majority of it was done with Diadamo. Wow. And, and so this is, so you did the, is it four years of the naturopathic medical degree and then yes. you did an additional, wow, two years. Okay. Yes, mm-hmm. I did. So not everybody does a residency. So that's a little different, but I did. Right. Now, were you, now, obviously you were, you were excelling as a student, yeah. um, but like, like was like just that aspect of kind of blood type medicine, was that something that even piqued your interest as a student or was it like the opportunity to kind of train them there? Like something was, was just too great to pass. I literally think that two weeks before he asked me about the whole residency, that he came to the school and talked about it. And I just so happened to have been the volunteer where he poked my finger and told me I was a blood typo because I was a poultry vegetarian. And my my family was like, oh, my gosh, she's going to naturopathic medical school and she's going to become an airitarian and she's not going to eat anything because ah, I was that okay. I was that kid. Right. Okay. So in high school, I decided I wasn't going to eat red meat anymore and I was allergic to seafood and I'm allergic to nuts. So holidays were a little bit different and they had to figure out. And this was well before um, McDonald's, Burger King, Wendy's had chicken nuggets or anything like that. So I didn't have anything that you couldn't feed me fast food. 
Mm. Right. Mm. So we went out to eat every day of my life. My mom doesn't cook. She chose to, we went to Piccadilly. I don't know if you guys know Piccadilly, but it is a cafeteria Mm -hmm. and you could go down the line and you choose whatever you wanted to eat. So I had vegetables every day, but I chose chicken and chose not to have the red meat or I had a vegetable plate. So that was how it was going to go anyway. But they were like, oh my gosh, she's going to this naturopathic school and we don't know what's going to come. So when I told them that I was a blood type O and I was going to eat red meat, they were like, what? (laughs) So they were very happy about this. (laughs) So I had a Euro that day and I was like, oh my gosh, I feel amazing. I have so much energy. So I kind of took it step by step and I had a Euro every day that week. And so I really understood and felt the benefits of eating right. So that's kind of how it went. I think it was probably two weeks before I was presented with the opportunity um, that I actually switched to blood type O, believe it or not. Wow. (laughs) Yeah. So so we we talked about some of the foundations, right. And amongst your training and just really kind of the way you kind of practice medicine. And obviously you mentioned food, you mentioned sleep and and health, like how is like, how how have you been able to kind of build upon these foundations that allows you to kind of, you know, practice as well as, you know, teach uh, as well as you, for those who may not know, Dr. Sam is, first of all, she's phenomenal, right? Like, you know, what, no. you know, he's phenomenal, but like, yeah. like she does so much teaching, right? That's, and that's why I really wanted her to get on uh, the show because of like, I see the amount of game that she's, that she's given away really for free <laughs> that I'm like, oh, let me, let me see if we can steal some of this game for the, the lunch and learn community. Like, so how have you been able to kind of, you know, hold up with these foundations and then been able to kind of really spread the, your, your, your message to the masses? I think that is important. Um, I, I, I told you that I think that that your health is your wealth. And I believe that sharing is caring. And one of the principles of naturopathic medicine is docere, which is doctor in Latin, and it actually means teacher. So when, when at least I, most naturopathic physicians are supposed to do this too, but I definitely take this one to heart. It is, I am teaching you about your health. I'm not telling you to do this or that. I'm explaining to you about how does this work? How does the body work? How does this food now make you have a headache? Or how does this Mm -hmm. food now give you more energy? Or why does this supplement work versus this supplement for you specifically? I think that when I'm teaching and I really explain things well, patients are more compliant because They appreciate the information as opposed to a doctor saying, take this and call me in the morning. Yeah. Like take this, call call me, call me. We do labs in my, in my practice, we do labs every three months because your cells overturn every three months. I want to see it in black and white. And I also want to see, I want to hear it subjectively from you. How are you feeling? But I want to validate it also in black and white, right? But instead of just saying, okay, this looks good. This looks good. This doesn't look good. I actually do a report on the report and the patient is required to be on screen with me and go through it line by line. This is better. This is not better. This is why this is better. This is why this is not better. When I prescribe a supplement, it is specifically for a certain reason, not just to be taking a supplement. I don't think everybody needs a multivitamin because you can get it through your food. Ah, interesting. Yeah. Ah, Yeah. All right. I mean, if I was to give anything just to everybody, it might be a probiotic, right? Ah, Okay. 
Mm-hmm. That's an interesting. Move, right? I think everybody should have green tea and everybody should have a probiotic and maybe everybody should have a fish oil, EPA, DHA, because I think we all have inflammation and a fish oil, a good fish oil as a supplement has what's called EPA and DHA. And so DHA decreases inflammation from the neck up and EPA decreases inflammation from the neck down. So it's a whole body support, right? Mm -hmm. But you can kind of get that through turmeric too. So turmeric with a little pinch of black pepper as a golden latte at night is really super anti-inflammatory. How, how are your, especially because I'm trying to put myself in the eyes of the patient, how are your initial conversations and consultations with your patients, Long. especially when you're having to, <laughs> I, I would assume again, and, I, and, I, and I'm, uh, I may be naive, right? But I assume that a lot of the patients, especially your newer patients are seeing you, it, it's either their first time kind of getting into this aspect of nutrigenomics and then, you know, naturopathic medicine. Or, or do you typically get more like, oh, I, I've, I've been doing this, but like, I, like I'm going to you for more of that expertise. Like, what is, what is your type of typical patient, especially your, your new ones? I have you. the gamut. I have the gamut. So I have, I, w- I would say about 80% of my patient population has cancer. So I have a specialty in mm-hmm. naturopathic oncology. Um, the other 20% are split up between, you, you name it chronic illness, like autoimmune, like maybe lupus and, um, multiple sclerosis. I have a lot. And then there's a subset of physicians and it's the physicians because, because I run a concierge practice, um, it's very nice for the physicians because they can text message. I'm really lenient and very easy to schedule with, you know, according to their hours, Um, concierge medicine is a little bit different. You have access to the physician, at least in my practice, you have access to me at all times. So you can text message, you can email, we can video pretty much whenever. Um, and with the physicians, I realize their schedule. I'm a physician too. And so there's, um, concessions made for the physicians, right? So those are the subset of the people that I have. The way that the practice works is I will ask for a patient questionnaire, which is about 10 pages long. (laughs) Um, yeah, a consent form (laughs) and then, uh, any labs that you may have already done, because I want to see what, what has already been done. And then in that first initial conversation, I always tell patients, this is the most important part that we're going to do. We're going to sit down and we're going to go over this patient questionnaire. And I want to go all the way back. I want to know how we got here. I want to know every single detail because the, the devil is in the details, right? So that is what you're paying me for is to find out what has been missed. And that is important to me. So we will go back to when you were five and fell off the bike and scraped your knee or, um, you know, past trauma or X, Y, and Z. Um, I have been on the phone multiple days doing a new patient intake. So where we've done three hours and we take a break and we pick it up the next day. If we need to, um, they can be anywhere from an hour to three, four hours long for the first initial conversation so that I can get the information I need to decide one, 
Um, what, what blood work do I need to order? Cause that's important to me. I, I believe in testing and not guessing. That's my motto. I'm not going to guess. I want to test it. I want to hear about I, I like, it. I like that. Test again. <laughs> so I test, I don't guess. And then I assess. <laughs> okay. So, um, after, after I decide what blood work I want to order, there may be some supplements I decide to do, but rarely, um, there's usually some type of therapy I decide that I want you to do such as a three letter writing technique or deep breathing or tapping, which is emotional freedom technique, things that are less invasive that you can do right then and there, depending upon what that person's coming in for. Right. So then after we get the blood work done, um, a hair tissue mineral analysis is sent out as well as a measurement kit. And the hair tissue mineral analysis, I think is important because when we're doing blood, I think of blood is like the streets and the highways. And I think of tissue as the buildings and your houses. And so, yeah, you might use the street to get there, but we life happens in the houses and the buildings. So I, I want to know both. I want to know what's going on in both. Right. So I look at the hair tissue mineral analysis. I look at the blood work and then we come up with a plan. And usually the plan, I might decide on what the plan is, but then I have a conversation with you about the plan, because honestly, I can tell you what I think you should do, but I can't make you drink. So if you tell me I'm not going to take this pill, then why should I give you the pill? Right. (laughs) So we kind of come up with that together. Like, are you going to do this? Are you not going to do this? Right. So after the measurements and the blood work are done, that gives me enough information to customize a genetic based diet for you. So when I was in residency, Peter was writing a book called the genotype diet, which breaks down the blood types even more into subset categories. And so there are measurements and other blood work that we do to actually customize it. And this is where we get into AI or artificial intelligence when it comes to the medical world. And it's called precision or generative medicine. And so I use use that computer program to say, look, they're taking um, metformin and we know that metformin depletes B12. So therefore, please find the foods specifically for blood type O that are going to increase B12 levels. Oh, Is nice. that specific? Nice. Right? And wow. then okay. I can say, this person has cancer. I want you to find all the foods that are um, pro-inflammatory that are going to um, help the cancer survive. And I want you to find all the foods that are um, anti-carcinogenic that are going to help fight the cancer. So I can specify it to, I want it to be anti-carcinogenic, anti-inflammatory, anti for diabetic patients. You know, I can specify, I can say, okay, I've looked at their fingerprints and I now know that they have a gluten sensitivity. I want you to eliminate all foods with gluten. You know, you know, so interesting. I, so funny because I was, I got, some, some, I forget which, some company had emailed me, right? Just, and they were trying to figure out, they, one, their question was, you know, where do, where do you see medicine at in like 25 years? And like the, the way you're talking like yep. now is how I describe it. I was like, I think it's going to be super personalized. I, I think mm-hmm. it's, it's not going to be a, oh, this is take this blood pressure medication. It's going to be like, no, based on who you are, what you are, what you eat, right. all these things there. So I just love the fact that like, it's actually already in practice. It's in practice. Like, it is. Like, like as we speak. Um, and, and it's interesting because even, even, even when you kind of mention, and I'm pretty sure someone on the community is like, huh? Like when you mentioned, like, I'm not even sure if I'm gonna give you a supplement. Like I'm almost sure when people think about 
like the, the naturopathic medicine, they always assume know. that there's going to be like some supplement given. You're like, I don't even know if you're going to get that. Right. So that, yeah. I mean, I'm just like, like I said, I'm just like taking these mental notes. Like, okay. It is yeah. so funny that you say that. So I think the typical naturopathic patient comes in with two bags worth of supplements. That's typical. Wow. Like they're like all over the place. Like, I know this is good for this. And I know this is good for that. And most of us are like, mm. nope, stop this, stop that. Because once you line them all up, five of them have the same ingredient. And so you're overdosing, right? That's not helpful. Okay. That's not helpful at all. Right. It, just because you have an elderberry and you have a vitamin D and a vitamin C, they might all have vitamin D in them. So you have to pay mm. attention to all of that. And is, is it sourced correctly? All of that matters. All of that matters. Interesting. Do you think the, the relative ease of getting a, a lot of these supplements, does it, does it sometimes make you guys' job a little bit harder because yes. just <laughs> because I can go to, you know, you know, grocery store and just yes. kind of, <laughs> and then just, yes. just swipe and then take like 10 and then be, be yes. good to go. Yes. I tell you what, though, it lets me know that their mind is open to taking supplements, though. Okay. I, I've oftentimes had to be like, please stop taking this. <laughs> Believe it or not, please stop taking that because this interferes with that or X, Y, and Z. Um, I was going to tell you about, okay, so for personalized medicine, I was just having this conversation with a patient of mine who at work, they brought in you know, those Colatech machines where you can poke your finger and they give you your cholesterol oh, right yeah. there on the spot. Right. Mm -hmm. So he's like, what do you think about those machines? Should I just go get my blood drawn? I was like, no, I think they're fine. I, I actually think we talked about the future of medicine. I believe that the future of medicine will be that each home will have one of those little machines and a blood pressure cup. And you will go and you will mm -hmm. log in and your doctor will say, please poke your finger and that your lab work will come up. That is what I hope will happen. And I hope that yeah. the machines will be correct because that will be amazing for those of us who do telemedicine. That's amazing. And I, I, yeah, I think that, and that really hits at home because I think now unfortunately, because of the pandemic, I think the aspect of doing telemedicine, which may have seemed foreign to patients in the past, I think they're going to be much more warm to the idea of seeing a doctor through a, yes. you know, their phone, through a computer and not be weirded out by it. I, I think that's one of the, the, the positives that can come out of, you know, this pandemic, whenever we come out of it is that people are going to be used to and okay with, and even trusting of a visit that occurs that doesn't have to be face-to-face -face anymore. I, I think this aspect of being face-to-face -face isn't going to be such a big thing for, for patients in the future. I really hope so. <clears throat> so I've been doing telemedicine since 2008 but it was really telephone medicine because yeah. we didn't have the video option. No. I think I didn't get the video option until two, I started with the video in 2017 or 18, whenever I was in moguls, right? When I was like, oh, this Zoom thing is pretty cool. I think I could have patients do this, you know? Yeah. So while while I was not, you know, brand new to the to the video part of it or brand new to telemedicine, my, my practice now is almost all virtual because I can get so much more accomplished with patients via virtual. Oh, so much. More. Interesting. interesting. Yeah. Is, yes. is it, is it because patients are more, you know maybe, why? more point, like <clears throat> to the point because. 
Yeah, it's not that. It's like I think about I think about a product and I can just go to Google and search it and show them. I can think about a video in my head and I was like, oh, okay, hold on. Let me let me find it and let me show it to you right quick. You know what I mean? It is it is right there, very personal and my and I'm very authentic and myself with patients. I oftentimes will come with my um, my E or onesie on. And I'm like, are you in your pajamas today? And they feel very comfortable. So my patients feel very comfortable with me because I'm like, let's, let's be comfortable. It's fine. Um, when you're having two and three hour conversations with your doctor, you want to be comfortable. So Uh sometimes we're doing tapping. Sometimes I'm doing deep breathing exercises with them. It's not just, Hey, did you take this supplement? How are you feeling today? Okay, good. I'm talking to my patients every two weeks. So these are conversations that are more frequent than your normal physician office. I know everything that's going on in their personal life, everything that's going on with their family, all of that. Oh, I love it. So when, you know, when, when you bless them, right. When you bless them with, because I'm still kind of shocked that you said you talking like three, four hours. I, I know for a fact, you yeah. never like, uh, at least on this side, at least on this side. <laughs> you don't have time though. You don't have time. So. You're but, like, what the heck? Right, right, right. I'm like, wow, that's okay. All right. That's in depth. That's a, that's a in depth, even the 10 page history. Like, wow. Okay. Dr. Sam gets it, which I love. I absolutely love. So when, you know, when you get to that point, right. And they say, all right, Dr. Sam, give me like, what are the secrets that I'm going to need, right. To, to like, to live the life I want to live, right? What What are you typically telling uh, your patients, right? What secrets seven. are you giving out to them? There's seven. There's seven very easy secrets that I think that everybody should know. Um, I actually titled my book, The Seven Naturopathic Secrets to Transform Your Health. And here are the seven. Mindset. Where, where, where's, your, where's your book available? Where's your book? Is that, let, On my go. website. It's right. www.drsamnd.com. Perfect. And it's under shop. So mindset. So you have to get your mind right, right? If you don't believe that you can get healthy, if you don't believe that you're all that, then nobody else will. And mind is a powerful thing. Mind over matter. In fact, Cancer Treatment Centers of America actually prescribes laughter therapy as part of their anti-carcinogenic protocol, because it now is showing that it can help with white blood cell and red blood cell levels clinically, clinically. Okay. So when your mind is not right, when you've got these negative thoughts, thus it will be. So mind over matter is huge. I see patients that come into my office by themselves. And then I see patients who come in with support, like the whole family's there night and day difference, night and day difference. Mm. Your mindset matters. Um, Sleep is huge. I'm a sleep medicine expert. I lecture around the world about sleep to clinicians, to other physicians. Sleep is huge. There's three different aspects of sleep. It's not just the duration of sleep or the amount of sleep you're getting. It's the quality of the sleep. It's, are you getting into restorative sleep? Is it unfragmented? All of that matters. It affects your blood pressure. It affects your fertility. It affects your beauty, believe it or not. Um, It is so incredibly important. And I think that sleep is underrated as a medicine. So I prescribe sleep for my patients. Oftentimes is that they're not getting to sleep 
are they're not staying asleep. And if they're not staying asleep, that's almost more indicative of we need to prescribe this. In the Chinese medicine clock, if you're waking up, especially if they're waking up at a certain time. So if you're waking up between the hours of one and three, that's the liver and I need to detox the liver. And if you're waking up between Mm -hmm. three and five, it's the lung. I might have that backwards. So don't quote me on that. But those organ systems are also um, correspond to different emotions, believe it or not. And so if you're waking up at a certain time, let's say that the liver is associated with anger, frustration, and rage, and that the lungs are associated with grief and sadness, then I need to explore that. And we have a three-letter writing technique that's cathartic for that. Like, let's explore the emotions. And it never fails. When I say it, they're like, oh. And then they know exactly what I'm talking about. And then when we have our next appointment and they've done what I've asked them to do, because now they understand it, they sleep like a baby. Sleep like a baby. Wow. Wow. I love it. I love that. Sleep is associated with your weight. It affects leptin, gerilin, and insulin. So if you can't lose weight, are you sleeping correctly? If you can't have a baby. So for men, honestly, um, if you're only sleeping six hours or less of night, you've got the testosterone level of someone 10 years your senior. 10 ah, years your senior. Yeah, right. So all we've right. got all these men now are, are all these people that are having to get IVF. I don't know if you've noticed this. I, I didn't. All these I, I see it. It's, and it's one of those things, you know how we're in like, like let's say if you're you're shopping for a specific car and then all of yeah. a sudden yes you see that same car so i don't know if it's just because like i'm aware or i'm getting older but i'm just saying i'm just it's 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 definitely i can definitely yes. see yes yeah, wow you get IVF and it's too. not okay. it's not always female infertility no. it's oh, no. male factor infertility and and there's a couple of different things it's sleep i think where men are just grinding and they're just grinding, grinding, grinding and not getting enough sleep. Mm-hmm. And then it could also be the hormones that are latent and packed in the chicken and the meats and the GMOs and things like that, that are more estrogenic. So they're depleting their testosterone. You know what I mean? There, that's a whole nother conversation. Nice. Okay. Conversation. I, I love this. Okay. Yeah, okay. We, we, so, we, we, so we definitely got to make sure we definitely yeah. make sure we, we, get, we get you <laughs> so on we did Mindset and we did sleep. And then water. So hydration is huge. It's just as big. I lecture internationally on this as well. So hydration is huge because oftentimes when we are think we're hungry, we're actually thirsty, but we will overeat, right? Hydration, sometimes when you think that you're having joint issues and arthritis and this, that, and the other, is because you're not drinking enough water. Water lubricates those joints. When you're constipated or you're bloated or you have a headache or this, that, and the other, you're not hydrated enough. Waters, which helps with the peristalsis to move the waste out of your body. Water is what helps you sweat. Your skin is the largest amunctuary. That's what we call it in naturopathic medicine. It's the largest organ of detox. So you can detox through crying, um, through uh like sweating poop, sweat i was trying okay. to say another way for pooping but <laughs> it is what it is <laughs> oh you can say pooping, poop here we, we say we say pooping pooping all the time. And, yeah pooping ping sweating right so that's how we detox but 
you know, it's the largest organ of detox and you need to be able to sweat. Like when you're putting antiperspirant on, you're saying, no, don't let me perspire. That's not okay. That's not okay. You have to perspire. You are detoxing. So number four, I would say is food. And I don't know if I've belabored the point about food already, but I think that the foundation is blood type diet, right? So blood type 101, you can customize it however you want to. You can add on intermittent fasting. You can add on paleo. You can add on veganism, vegetarian, all of that, but it has to be blood type specific first and then you layer, right? So those are those walls and then painting. And then the supplements would be the, um, would be the furniture in the house. Right. Mm. And then number five is supplements. Yeah. Sometimes we need supplements, but what are good supplements and why are you taking them? Supplements are what they are. They are to supplement your foundation, your eating, your water, your sleep, your exercise, your mindset, your movement. It is to supplement that. And only when you, when you've already tried those things and it's not working, do you supplement, right? And supplements I'm talking about are vitamins and minerals. I'm not talking about drugs just yet. Right. So in my paradigm, everybody thinks that I do alternative medicine. I think I do primary medicine. And I think that conventional medicine is alternative medicine. So I think that the natural way to do things should be primary. And if that doesn't work, the alternative is drugs and surgery. That's the alternative. That's alternative medicine to me. Okay. Do do you find that, especially because when you, when you mentioned like the aspect of supplementation, do you find that like a lot of our diet, like either will fundamentally like be, you know, short in something, or is it like the individual person who just says, I'm not going to eat this type of food and they're purposely doing that? Like, how do you, do you think it's like more up the top? Like, like they just don't have access to certain nutrients yeah. that would be supply, or it is usually more individualistic. Like I'm not going to eat corn or. Yeah. Something like that. Um, this is such a good conversation. So <laughs> <laughs> I told you, I was, I'll tell you, I was, I've been, I've been, I've yeah. been hyped. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> so the soil now we could go into whole soil conversation, but the soil now doesn't allow for as many minerals and nutrients as what our grandparents used to have with that's why doing your own farming might be better, honestly, but it just, and then when they spray with pesticides and blah, 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 you know, it just doesn't allow for the fruits and the vegetables and even the meat that we had back in our day or our grandparents day. Right. So sometimes even if you're eating really well, we might still need to supplement, but at least if you're doing blood type specific, you're not eating inflammatory foods. At least I know you're eating foods that are medicinal for your blood type. And so that will help. So the difference is I'm not talking about an IgE mediated reaction where it's like, I'm going to throw up or have anaphylactic reaction and I'm allergic to the food. When I'm talking about the avoids, I'm talking about IgE mediated foods that are like a sensitivity to a food, meaning you're eating this and you don't realize that it's giving you a headache. You're eating this and you don't realize that it's causing you fatigue. You're eating this and you don't realize that that's what's causing your eczema. But when you avoid those foods for two weeks or so, ta-da, it's all gone. Right. Wow. Right. Okay. So it's very, very tiny little stuff. Right. Um, so five with supplements. Number six is movement. Movement is key. You can't just sit down and do nothing. Now I'm not a big fan of exercise. I'm not even going to lie. 
So I call it movement. I don't call it exercise. So do something that's going to get your heart rate up. If that's dancing with your kid, if it's taking a walk in the park, I don't care what it is that you do. But according to blood type, there are certain exercises specifically for blood types. So blood type O should do intense exercise, right? So contact sports, martial arts, running, that kind of stuff. Blood type A's have a high amount of cortisol. So they need to do calming exercises like yoga and and Tai Chi or something like that. I will have people come in that are blood type A doing hit five days a week. And I'm like, just switch and do three days a week of yoga and Tai Chi and let me know how it goes. And they drop weight immediately because they're decreasing the cortisol, right? Blood type B is more of a balanced physical and mental. So it's like tennis, hiking, swimming, that kind of stuff. And then um, blood type AB is a mix between A and B. So the calming exercises that I named and the blood type B exercises that I named. So any kind of movement that you want to do, you just need to move. You can't sit down all day, every day and not do anything. So movement is important. And then number seven is detox. And I'm not talking about purging. I'm not talking about cleansing. The way I talk about detox with my patients is it's called daily detoxing. Daily detoxing is being mindful of what you put in your mind and what you put in your mouth and what you put in on your body, right? So we've got all these products now that have all these ingredients that are toxic. And I already explained that our skin is the largest um, uh, detox organ, right? So if you're putting toxins on your skin, lotions, uh, perfumes, oh, yeah. Uh, a body wash, that kind of stuff that has all these toxins and you're constantly giving yourself a toxin overload and then you're washing and then you're putting lotion on top of that, which has these same toxins in it. You're washing your hair with it. Uh, You're putting on makeup that has estrogenic properties to it and things like that, that might be causing you to now have breast cancer or this, that, and the other. I don't want to belabor the point for brushing your teeth has certain things. So all of those different things, putting things in your mouth, that goes back to the food, right? So when I say daily detoxing and putting things in your mouth, it's are you putting foods in your mouth that are inflammatory for your blood type? That's toxic, right? When you're not putting that in your mouth, you're doing daily detoxing, right? And then to go back to number one, which is mindset, what are you putting in your head? Are you watching Fox and CNN every single day? Or are you listening to Joe Dispenza and people that are talking about positive affirmations and intentions and filling your head with good thoughts, right? Nice. Oh, I like right. that. Right. Cool. All right. So before we let you go, right, because first of all, this, this has been such an amazing conversation um, i'm pretty sure we're probably gonna have to get you for a part two on a lot of the side stuff that we could have easily delved on let's 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 tell the people you know obviously what what are, what are we doing right now right like one like this this is this is kind of your time you know let, like where can they find you where can they follow you where can they work with you um what you're working on you know tell to you know drop i want to drop the book again right especially if they didn't catch it the first time uh because i think the 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 learning curve, right, when it comes to naturopathic medicine is 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 gonna be steep for a lot of people. And that when I say a lot of people, I'm talking about even healthcare professionals, right? Yeah. This is it's it's a mindset shift that has to occur that they need to understand that, like, wow, you know what? 
the type of foods, the type of like all these things are so interconnected that I was brushing by them. So like where like give give them the details. Like how can they find you? How can they work? All all that stuff, you know, before it's awesome. before we get you off. <laughs> Um, so let's say, so to start with, if you want to talk to me for 15 minutes, I do have a 15 minute free consultation and that's speak with Dr. Sam.com. So speak with D R S A M M.com. Right now, I have a free masterclass going on, and it's a free blood type masterclass where I'm going to talk about the eight things that I told you before that I think blood type affects arthritis, allergies, aging, cardiovascular issues, cancer, diabetes, fatigue, menopause, and so much more. But I'm really going to delve into those eight. It's free. It's next Saturday, September the 25th at 1030 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. It's free. And the the website is www.learnbloodtype.com. Learnbloodtype.com. You can find me at all social media at Dr. Sam and D. So that's D-R-S-A-M-M-N-D. And then my website is the same thing, www.drsamnd.com. Really simple. I love it. I love it. And again, make sure you pick up a book, you know, make sure you join that masterclass. Again, it, it, it is it is one thing, especially like I said, I, I love I love the colleagues that I have um, because you know, like they're doing so much amazing things. But like you, you too, don't even try them. you too. <laughs> you know, a little something, a little something, a little something here. Little something, little something. But you can, you, you still, you still, they still have time to just educate the masses, give their free time. And she's always, if you're on Clubhouse, she is always on, right? So like, this isn't just for, you know, here and there. No, like, like, this, like she is giving you the information that you need to prosper like daily almost. Right. So like, please take advantage, make sure you join that masterclass. And Dr. Sam, thank you for, you know, really blessing our community. Like I said, it was like, it was a first of many and, but it's, you're not going to be, it's not going to be the only time. Like we're going to make sure we get you down the road, especially when you're less busy, right. To, to, to hop on and really just, you know, you know, continue blessing <laughs> us for sure. I have had so much fun. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. And it was an honor, honor, honor to come on here. Thank you so much. So remember, listening community, uh, you know, uh, check us out next week for another episode of Medics Mondays or the Lunch Learner, depending on where you listen to us, either on the YouTube show or listen to us on podcasts. Um, all the links and descriptions she mentioned will be uh, in the description. So you don't have to like write it down, depending if you're listening or driving or wherever you're doing. But uh, again, Dr. Sam, thank you for, you know, all that you do, like, especially if you haven't been told this, right? Like if you haven't been told this, you're absolutely amazing. And the job that you're doing is reaching like people that you probably don't even realize it's reaching. Oh, thank you. I so appreciate that. Thank you for coming to the end of the episode. It is your truly Dr. Barry Pierre. I want to give my undying thanks to you for your support just getting to the end of the episode means that you at least enjoyed today's episode hope you were empowered by today's episode please remember to share this episode with at least two people that you know that would be greatly affected if they did not listen to today's episode and if you have not already done so subscribe to the podcast leave us a five-star review especially on apple Podcasts or wherever you can leave a review leave a review there because your support is so, 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 so valuable for what we're doing here on the Lynch Learn and everything with Pierre Medical Consulting. And if you have not done so, go ahead and join the listserv 
To join the listserv, it's very easy. Just grab your phone right now. I'll pause. Join the listserv. You want to text lunch learn pod. This is all going to be one word lunch learn pod to 44222. And you'll be on the listserv. You'll know exactly when new episodes are coming out. You'll know about new episodes before they actually come out because I usually tell my listserv members hey, this is what I'm working on. This is the guest that you should expect to hear for the week on. Thanks, guys. You have a blessed day, and I'm going to see you guys next week.